Hello everyone, I am back with another episode of Pure Nonsense. Welcome if you are new here. If you have never listened to an episode, I'm glad you're here for this one. That's exciting. If you have listened to my other episodes, welcome back. Yay! Woohoo! I have been, again, pretty busy this past week working on my business, working on getting things a little more settled for the upcoming month, getting, you know, my calendar all worked out, figured out, all of that stuff, while at the same time, my blog site has completely broken, pretty much. Okay, not completely because you can technically still go on it and see all of the recipes and access all of that. If you would like to check it out, it's bankobakerecipes.com. I changed the name of it. It used to be bankobakes.com, but that got very confusing, I think, for people because I also have bankobake.com for custom order inquiries, my entire gallery, my menu, all of that for orders. But then I also have a blog site for free recipes, photos of those recipes, and all of that. So when I had bankobake.com, and bankobakes.com. That was just the dumbest decision that I have probably made for my business to this date because I, like, come on, that's ridiculous. That That's way too close. So I changed bankobakes.com to bankobakerecipes.com. If you want to check it out, it is technically still there. I think it's been changing like every single day. I've been going in the WordPress chat room for hours at this point trying to make it, you know, go back to normal and go back to how it was a couple weeks ago. But no one can figure it out. No one's been able to help me. So it is what it is. I'm in the process of using an entirely different host website. So no more WordPress. I'm going to be using something different. But while I work on completely building that site, which will also be bankobakerecipes.com, I still have to have the WordPress site up so that in the meantime, people can still access the recipes because that's a whole side of my business. So that's been a whole thing this past week. Hopefully, if you do go on, you know, bankobakerecipes.com, hopefully you can see it. Hopefully you can access it. If you click around the page and then like if you click around different pages on the website and then you go back to the home page, it's going to show up as a blank page. It's going to take you to the wrong URL. It's going to do all this weird stuff. So I am so sorry. That's very annoying. But sooner rather than later, I am going to have a new blog site that will look better It'll be easier to access. It'll be easier to navigate. I have not designed it yet, so those are my hopes and dreams for the blog site. I am looking forward to seeing how that whole situation progresses, and I'm very excited to have a new blog site coming soon so that it can work perfectly and it can be so easy for you, so I'm very excited about that. So that's pretty much what I've been dealing with this week. I've had some custom orders and wedding orders that I've been so excited to do. They turned out so great. I love when I finish a week of orders and all of them went so well and the deliveries went great and the customers loved it. I loved it. 
I just, it's so much fun. I really, really love my job. It's, it's really just so much fun. And I'm recording this on a Monday afternoon. I just went on a long walk. I've done some email this morning, some social media stuff. And I've said it before, but for me, because I am a baker, usually people order custom cakes and desserts for the weekend. So usually people get married over the weekend, people have birthday parties, different celebrations over the weekend. That's when they need their custom desserts. So leading up to the weekend, starting like Wednesday through Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, that's when I am in full on like go, go, go mode. That is when I am baking, decorating, cleaning up, making sure everything is organized, making sure I'm, you know, going step by step in my timeline, not forgetting anything at the same time, still working on the social media, still trying to figure out my blog and all of that stuff. But then come Sunday, I mean, sometimes I'll have orders on Sunday. There's plenty of people doing different things just over the weekend in general, but usually Sunday is a lot slower and then Mondays are what I call my days off because people don't really have parties on Mondays. You can, absolutely, nothing's stopping you, but usually people don't. And so Mondays are days for me to clean up around the house, to get my laundry done, to catch up on emails that I wasn't able to get to over the weekend, to, you know, draft a bunch of different social media posts so that later in the week when I do get busy, I already have those waiting in my drafts and I always have things to post to keep everyone updated and to keep my business growing and all of that. So that's why I'm recording this in the middle of the day on a Monday after I went on a nice long walk outside. It's still very hot. It's obviously still August, but it's September so soon And I am so excited. There was like, what was it, like two weeks ago where the weather started to cool down a little bit? It was like mid-70s. Oh, that was nice. They were tricking us. Mother Nature was tricking us. I thought that was, you know, our real transition. But okay, I get tricked every single year because I always feel like going into the fall, there's a little snippet of cooler weather and then boom, it's 90 degrees again for like four more weeks. Maybe not four more weeks, but for a little a little while, and then you really get into the cooler weather. And then when you're going from winter to spring, you get like a little snippet of warmer weather and a bunch of sunshine and all of that, and then boom, it snows. And then it's like, what, what, what was that? So we got tricked. I'm hoping we don't get tricked again. I'm hoping that when the cooler weather does come around, it sticks. Now, I do not like freezing cold weather. I do not like the winter. My skin gets dry. I'm already pale as a ghost. It just, I don't love the winter unless it's Christmas. Other than that, I like warmer weather. But as I've gotten older, I've been really into the transition season. So spring and fall when the, uh, it's just so nice outside. It's so nice. So I'm excited for that. Long story short. I'm excited for fall, but I have been rambling on for over seven minutes about whatever. For this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about the behind the scenes of a small business. I said it, 
you know, when I started this podcast, it's not going to be about business. It's just going to be about, you know, random fun things, whatever. But business is such a big part of my life, like my small business is. And so I want to talk about it. So this episode is going to be a list of the pros and cons that I have noticed when it comes to running a small business. Because when you look from the outside in, all you're really seeing is the social media aspect. That's how small businesses, you know, reach their current clients. That's how they reach future clients. That's how they get more engagement and all of that. What you see of a small business is what you're seeing on social media, but you're not seeing the behind the scenes of all of that typically. You might get some snippets here and there on, you know, Instagram stories and stuff like that. I do that, you know, I'll post like, ooh, behind the scenes, you know, filming this new recipe, behind the scenes, baking, you know, a busy wedding order weekend, you know, here's all my pans that I've prepped and all of that stuff. But there are a lot of technical things that are behind the scenes that not many people talk about on social media just because it's not that exciting. It's not really anything you can make much content about. Actually, that's a lie. I'm making content about it right now. But yeah, again, long story short, this episode is going to go over the pros and cons of running a small business. And I will probably think of a lot more on both sides throughout the course of my business. I've been doing this for a little over a year now, like a year and two months maybe. And I just have a little list of things that I have personally noticed. If you have noticed different things, if you think different things about what goes into running a business, let me know. I'd love to discuss it. I'd love to hear more ideas. I think it's exciting to do that. But all of that being said, let's get into it. Okay, so I'm going to start with my pros list. So I've got a list of seven things for pros and a list of seven things for cons. I will go over the pros first. So number one is making your own schedule. When you start your own business, you are able to really look at your calendar and say, okay, my family usually has our vacation around this time, so maybe I should block out that time on my calendar for next summer And then my birthday weekend is in a few months, so maybe I can block that out to see my friends. Uh, My boyfriend or my girlfriend's birthday is this time. And then the holidays, you know, maybe I want a little longer break around Christmas time. I'll block off these, you know, three days with, you know, the holidays going on and all of that. You can do that. You are able to do that when you run your own business. Obviously, it depends on the level that your business is at. If you own your own business, but it's a massive corporation, you might have to be on business calls, whether it's your birthday or not, okay? When you are running a big business, they don't care. And by they, I mean the market and, you know, the employees that you have and the people that are running your business while you're out, you know, floating on a boat. If they need you, They need to be able to reach you. So in certain situations, you can't just block out time on your schedule and say, okay, bye, I have no more worries, no more responsibilities for the next two weeks. Like, see ya, hope it goes well, don't contact me. That goes into what 
classifies, you know, someone as a good boss, a good manager, a good business owner. If you have employees, if you have people that are relying on you, whether that is an employee, whether it's a customer, you know, whatever the situation is, you do need to be available. Even if, you know, you're out shopping and enjoying your day off, if your phone rings and it's, you know, an important message, an important question, you do need to be there to answer it. I completely understand that. But one of the pros of owning your own business is you really do get to make your own schedule to where, especially if you have a smaller business like I do, I don't have any employees at all. So no one, you know, that works for me is relying on me. The only people that rely on me are customers that I have on my calendar for their custom orders. So obviously, when I have a weekend full of weddings, I'm not taking that weekend off. You know, I'm working on those things. But then if I have, you know, a Monday and Tuesday where I don't have any orders and I don't really have to do anything at that time, I can decide, okay, Maybe I'm going to go take a day trip to the beach, like two hours away. Maybe I'm going to go for an extra long walk and then go to TJ Maxx and stuff like that. So that is one of my favorite pros of owning your business is that you can make your own schedule. Number two, creating what you want to create and not having to be told what to do. So When you work under someone else, when you work for a different company, a different business that you do not own, typically you are going to be told what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, when it needs to be done, all of that. I don't like that. I don't think, uh, I work well with a team. I definitely do. Throughout school and all of that, you obviously have group projects and, you know, team stuff, whatever. When you play sports, that's a team typically. And, you know, when you work for another business, you have other employees that you're working with at the same time. You have the same shifts. You kind of, you got to mix and mingle and all of that. But I don't like being told like, okay, I know you really want to create this. I know that this specific thing is your personal style and you love doing this and you're good at it and it motivates you. And you would love to do it for this company, but we kind of need you over here today and for the rest of the week and for the rest of the month. So instead of doing what you actually like doing, we're going to put you over here because that's where we need you and you work for us. So unless you want to get fired or unless you want to get on our bad side, you're probably just going to need to do what you're told. I don't like that. The company that I worked for before starting my own business, during the entire interview process, it was a few-step interview process, all I talked about was cake decorating. I showed them the portfolio that I had at the time. I talked about how passionate I was about it, how excited I was to go into that, you know, realm of work. That is all I talked about in the interview process, and that's all they talked to me about. They asked me specific questions about cake decorating. They asked me specific questions about my skills relating to cake decorating and all of that. When it came time for them to hire me, they offered me the job. I accepted. They didn't classify the type of bakery job that they were getting, like, that they were giving me, 
And so they just told me like, yeah, we'll hire you for the bakery. Like, awesome. Like, do you want to work full time in the bakery? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, thank you. This is so exciting. I'm so happy. This is amazing. All of that. And then when I get there, the job is nothing relating to cake decorating. It has nothing to do with what I'm passionate about, with what I like doing, with what I'm good at. And after my very first day of training, I called the um, HR lady that hired me, the one that interviewed me and everything. I called her and I asked, hey, like, was there, you know, potentially a mix up with the applications with, you know, the hiring process, whatever, because I was put in this department when I, you know, showed up for my training today instead of what we had talked about. And she was like, oh, no, there wasn't a mix-up. Um, we actually really needed more help in the other department. So even though you would be a great fit for, you know, the cake decorating and all of that, we can't hire you for that department at the moment, but you can try to apply in six months if there is a position open. If there's not a position open, you'll have to stay in the department that we've placed you in, but you will be eligible to apply for cake decorating in six months. And I was like, what? Like, I, I had just graduated college with a full business degree. I was like, you have got to be joking me. So one of the major, like, attractions to running my own business at that point in time was I could create what I wanted to create, when I wanted to create it, how I wanted to create it, all of that. I could do what I wanted to do while still making money, while still making a name for myself, while getting myself into the market that I wanted to be in. That is one of the most attractive things of running your own business, in my opinion. You get to focus on truly what you are passionate about, what you love doing, and there's really no one there to tell you otherwise, and I personally really like that. Number three on the pros list, feeling incredibly accomplished. This this depends on what your overall goal is. Some people don't want to have their own business, obviously. There are plenty of people that don't want anything to do with it, and there is nothing wrong with that at all. But if you do want to run your own business and you finally make it happen and on a day-to-day -day basis you are working on that business, you are working on growing it and you finally start to see the growth and you get, you know, more customers on a weekly basis and you're connecting with other people in the industry and you have way more connections, you know, this week than you did just a month ago and it's so exciting to see that with your own eyes and to see it actually happen and that feeling of just, you know, pure satisfaction in yourself, just feeling accomplished with what you have made happen on your own is a feeling that I can't even describe, I feel like. It's just so exciting. It's so fulfilling. And I, I just love the satisfaction of knowing that I am truly making my goals happen on a daily basis. I love it. Yeah, so that's that's number three. Um, number four is feeling proud in everything that you put out to the public. This kind of goes along with number three, just that feeling of accomplishment, feeling of pride, all of that. Now, you don't want your pride to get ahead of yourself. You don't want to be full of yourself. You don't want to have a big ego. 
that's not an attractive thing for customers. It's not an attractive thing for other people in the industry when you're working with someone that's so full of themselves and they're like, oh, I'm the best of the best. Like, you know, your budget had like you like how dare you even contact me with that budget? Blah blah blah. Do you know who I am? I have dealt with some people like that and that is not an attractive thing. So when I say feeling proud in everything that you put out there, I just mean that you love the energy that you're putting behind your work and the energy that is going out with your work is good energy. People can look at your content and know, oh, they they really love what they're doing. They're very passionate about it. They clearly take time and effort and energy into making it the way that they want to make it and it really shows through their work. It's, you know, I I just think that's amazing. I love being proud of what I am giving to customers, whether that's the product, the services that I'm providing along with the product. I love the end of a work day when you know that everything you did throughout that day, throughout that week, throughout that month had nothing but good intentions behind it. You did your absolute best. You did everything that you wanted to do, everything that you could and you are just very proud of the work that you are putting out there. I love that feeling. Number five, being able to control how customers can speak to you. When you work for a corporation or just another business and you're working under someone, typically they're going to tell you, keep a smile on your face, just nod and smile, you know, smile and wave, and that the customer is always right. Whatever the customer says, the customer gets. I don't like that. There have been a lot of times where people, not a lot of times, but I, I've only been in the business for a year. There have been a couple times, though, where people have just been flat out mean and rude. And it's just a lot of people feel that because they are a customer, they are automatically entitled to anything that they could possibly want any answer to, you know, any question they need to receive within 0.2 seconds of reaching out. There are people that just, you know, those, those are the customers that have big egos. I talked about when business owners have big egos, there are also customers that have big egos. And when you own your own business, you are able to kind of control how people can speak to you based on how you represent yourself. So if someone is being rude to you, If they are blatantly disrespecting you, even though they are a customer and you want to help them and you want them to be a customer in order to grow your business and all of that, there are some times where you do need to put your foot down and just say, like, I understand that you're upset. I understand where you're coming from. The anger that you are putting out there towards me literally has nothing to do with me. This is a whole separate issue aside from me as a person and the fact that you're attacking me right now is very disrespectful and I just do not think that we are going to be a good fit for each other. I would be happy to give you recommendations for other people, you know, to help you find what you're looking for, but I'm sorry, like, I don't think we're going to work well together. And you can end situations like that on your own without having to ask permission from your boss or your manager 
or without having to stand there and just smile and profusely apologize for nothing and just take all of the hate and all of the harsh words and all of that that the customer's throwing at you. I just think that it's very important to be able to put your foot down and stand your ground and make sure people understand that just because you are the business owner and they are the customer, that doesn't mean they get absolutely every single thing that they want because you're both human beings. And that's something that I really do appreciate about running a business is that you are allowed to put your foot down. Number six, not having to ask permission to take a sick day. When you are truly exhausted, when you are not feeling well, because running a business is hard work. There are long hours and very tedious long hours. It's not just, you know, you know, driving around throughout the day. Like, you are actively working for a long time. You can wear yourself out very fast. And if you truly need one of those mental health days, one of those rest days, just to make sure you don't get sick with the flu from pure exhaustion, it is very beneficial to be able to take that day instead of having to call up your boss or email them or walk into work and go into their office all nervous and, you know, like, oh my God, like, are they going to be mad at me? Are they going to, you know, consider firing me? Like, they're already not having a good day. What if I set it over the edge? Like, what's going to happen? And I have worked for some people where when you ask for a day off, they are not okay with it at all. Even when you give plenty of notice of that day off. There was a place I worked, I gave over two weeks notice of like a Saturday that I needed off because I had already had plans on my calendar for that day. They almost fired me because I was putting them in a tough position because they didn't have enough employees to cover that shift if I were to take it off. And I was like, I'm giving you over two weeks notice. Like, your employment status is not my problem. I should be able to take a day off and not, you know, have to worry about getting fired when I'm giving you plenty of notice. So it's like, when you're running your own business, being able to listen to your body and understand what your body needs and actually follow through on what your body needs, that's very important to me. And there are plenty, plenty, plenty of companies that let you do that. Absolutely. Just because you work for someone else does not mean that you aren't able to, you know, have a good schedule, to take mental health days, to create what you want to create. All of the pros that I'm listing off, there are probably so many companies that follow along with all of these to where it would be incredible to work for them, right? But in my experience, these pros of running my own business, I was not able to experience working for other people, working for another company. So I am just very thankful that I have created that for myself and that when I do need a rest day, I am able to take it. And number seven on the pros list, there is no limit to the amount that you and your business can grow if you do it correctly. So there's different marketing strategies, there's different ways to grow in the industry that you're in and even outside of that industry 
to reach other people, to reach new clients that you wouldn't even thought of before. There are so many ways to grow and as long as you follow the trends and the cert like the certain marketing strategies that you need to get there, you can truly grow your business an unbelievable amount. And you, you know, even though with, you know, running your own small business, this is one of the cons that I'm going to go into, but, you know, you don't get direct health insurance and other benefits and, you know, like two weeks paid time off. Like, you don't get that when you're your own small business owner, but you can still grow your business to where you are making more and accomplishing more than you ever could working under someone else. Again, you have to grow your business in the right ways. There are a lot of people that just finally reach their first goal of their business. Like they have one goal, they reach that goal, and then that's it. And then they're like, okay, like I'm just going to cruise now. Like that's good. You know, I, I don't want to work more than this. I'm good where I am. I'm just going to stay here. That's totally fine if that truly is your goal. Completely okay. Everyone has different goals. Everyone has different milestones that they want to reach. Everyone's completely different with how they're going to go about running their business. But if you want to make it so that, like, you don't have a worry in the world later in life, you can really grow your business, even if it's a small little business. You can grow that to where you are doing more, accomplishing more, making more than you ever would under another person. And that is something that's so motivating. It's so exciting to think about, to like physically write out your goals and when you want to reach them. Give yourself, you know, a general timeline of the by the end of the year, I want to have, you know, X amount of followers. By the end of next spring, I want to have this many you know, connections within the industry. By the end of next summer, I want to have X amount of weddings booked, all of that. Making those goals for yourself will really help you continue to grow your business as you keep working on it instead of getting stuck in a rut and experiencing just zero growth and you're just cruising along and nothing's really changing. But the idea of growing it to the point where you are better off than you ever would be working under someone else. Oh, I mean, that's why anyone would start their own business, obviously. Like, that, I feel like, is the ultimate goal. And it is so, so exciting when you see that growth start to happen and you're, like, looking down the barrel at, like, your major goal. And you're finally, like, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, And you know you're still going to have to work your butt off to get to that light. But oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that excitement is more motivating than anything. And I, I absolutely love it. I love it. Okay, so those were my seven pros. Now I'm going to go over the seven cons. Okay, so with everything in life, there are going to be pros. There are going to be cons. Just because there are cons does not mean I don't enjoy literally every single day of running my business. I've said it before. Yes, there are some negatives to being a small business owner. You know, I don't have any employees. I am a one-woman show. All of the social media, the communications, the baking, the sourcing, the decorating, the delivery, everything is me. And even though there are negative sides to that, I would not trade where I am in my career path for anything. 
I could not be happier. I could not be more proud of myself. And even though there are cons, I still love everything that I do. So that being said, con number one, if, uh, okay, some of these, some of these might sound like they're contradicting some of the pros, but that's just life, you know, give and take, you can, you can think about it the way that you want to think about it. Number one, even if you are sick, even if you are incredibly exhausted, sometimes you're still going to need to work in order to keep your business running. So if you're wanting to take, you know, a mental health day twice a week, that might not be possible. When you are trying to truly grow your business and reach your goals and your milestones that are going to get you to where you need to be financially and, you know, just on a career level, you can't just take a break just because there are going to be certain situations where even though you are tired, you still need to get up when your alarm goes off. You still have orders that need to be fulfilled. Someone has already spent a good amount of money on their wedding cake and their dessert table and the delivery and setup fee and all of that. You need to make sure that you get it done and that it's done on time and that it's good quality and it's what you guaranteed the customer. Even if you're going through a hard time, even if you're extra tired, all of that. Now, if you're if you're genuinely sick... For my business, I work with edible things. I work with food. I work with special occasion food. If you're truly sick, if I'm here with the flu, I'm not making someone's wedding cake. I would source that to another baker that I have connections with to make sure the client still gets exactly what they ordered. But obviously, I'm not going to bake someone's cake if I have like a virus or something, right? But I'm talking just general you're exhausted, you didn't get enough sleep throughout the week, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed, you're still going to need to get things done even in those situations, which can be hard to power through on those really bad and tiring days. But I promise you can do it. I have done that a few times throughout the course of running my business. And every single time I have accomplished what I needed to accomplish, I have felt like extra proud of myself at the end of those days because obviously, you know, it's a little harder than just a normal happy sunny day. But that is one of the cons where even if you are feeling down, even if you really don't want to work, you can't just call in and say, hey, I'm not coming in. Like, I don't feel good. It's like, no, you need to get your butt out of bed. You need to get to work. You need to complete what you promised to complete, what you were paid to complete, and that's just how it's going to go. Con number two, you don't get benefits. One of the reasons why I worked for the place that I worked for before starting my business right after college graduation instead of just automatically starting my business was because I had student loans. I was going directly into the real world. I was like, okay, I, you know, a little part-time cute boutique job is not going to help me when I have these loans, when I have rent, when I've got food, gas, all of that stuff to pay for. So I'm going to need a job that pays well and that has benefits. And so the place that I worked for, they, they paid decent, kind of, not really, 
when I look back on it, not really. Um, but they had amazing benefits. So health insurance, dental insurance, vision insurance, all of that. Like every, if you worked a Sunday, you would get paid time and a half. If you worked a holiday, you would get paid time and a half. All of that stuff. You could kind of like request which two days off a week you wanted. Because if you work full time, you work five days a week and you get two days off typically. So you could kind of go in the portal and say, okay, next week I want the Wednesday and the Thursday off. But then if you did that, I did that one time. I Guys, I worked there for one month, okay? I did not do this often. I worked there for one month total before I completely left. But I did that once. I, like, requested, like, a Monday and a Tuesday off. And then the next week, I was doing something with friends, I guess. So I did, like, Friday and Saturday. And I didn't correlate the two, but that meant that I was working 10 days straight. My shifts started at 5 a.m. I had to clock in and be on the floor at 5 a.m. Every single shift, 10 days in a row. I was miserable. I have never been more miserable in my life. But I was like, oh, well, I'm getting benefits, I guess. Uh, The pay is not great, and the commute is like 35, 40 minutes, and it's still pitch black, and no one's on the road when I'm driving because it's 4.30 in the morning, but I'm getting dental insurance. That's awesome. So that's a con of running your own business is you don't get the benefits like the insurance and all of that, but like I said, the amount of potential when it comes to growth in your own business when you are your own boss literally not even the sky is the limit you go all the way to outer space with your own business okay the growth that you can experience is going to be a hell of a lot more than the benefits that you could get working under someone else because there's no one to control where you go next there's no one to decide if you're worthy of a promotion. There's no one to tell you like, oh, we considered you for that promotion and we considered, you know, giving you a raise, but you did take a couple Saturdays off. So we don't think you have a strong enough work ethic for that. You know, there's no one to tell you what you can and cannot make, what you can and cannot accomplish. And Even though you don't get direct health benefits and health insurance and dental insurance and all of that when you have your own small business, the growth that you can experience can eventually pay for that. So don't let that stop you because you truly can accomplish that and you can just really accomplish more than you ever could working under someone else, in my personal opinion. I think this completely depends on the company Because I'm sure there are so many companies, obviously, where people have worked there for years as an employee and then they kept getting promotions and raises and at some point they're the CEO, right? So obviously there are situations like that, but I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm being a hypocrite or something. Maybe I'm contradicting myself completely. But just because you don't get benefits with a small business with, you know, a biweekly paycheck and all of that... You can still accomplish it, I promise. Number three, yes, it's true that you can make your own schedule and, you know, have random vacations when you have your own business because you can make your own schedule. But during that time, 
you're probably not going to make money unless your business can completely run itself. If you have a business where, like, okay, for example, YouTubers. If you have a YouTube channel and you get paid for it, there are people that, you know, their full-time job is YouTube, which is incredible. I mean, that's just so cool to me. They have plenty of videos on their page that people can, like, binge watch and continue to, you know, rack up views and, you know, money and all of that while they're on vacation, while they're enjoying themselves, whatever. But if you were, like, a lower-level YouTuber and you're going on a two-week summer vacation to some tropical place, you're probably going to have to bring your camera equipment with you and film videos while you're there to post more content. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. To post more content, to make sure, you know, your views don't completely drop in the next two weeks because then you're not going to make as much money, blah, blah, blah. But say you're like a celebrity. Say you're like Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian can go on a two-week vacation and do a little hiatus and go off the grid if she wants to. She's going to come back to millions and millions of dollars, no problem. But for someone like me, if I am not constantly posting, not to an annoying point, okay, I don't post on my feed 20 times a day. I post like four to five days a week, I feel like, on my feed and then throughout the day on my stories and stuff. But if I'm not actively posting, if I'm not reaching out to potential clients, if I am not responding to my emails and my phone calls for current inquiries or questions that people have, if I am not actively baking and decorating a cake and delivering it and getting paid for it, I am not going to be making money. So yes, I take my vacations. Yes, like my family goes to the beach for one week every summer. We've done that since I was a baby, right? I do that, absolutely, but typically I am going to be answering some emails while I'm there. I'm going to be posting on social media to keep my activity and my engagement up. I'm not going to be actively working on orders or fulfilling orders and delivering and all of that stuff, and I probably have an automated response set up on my email to where it's like, hey, I'm out of the office until this date. If it's urgent, you know, contact me at my number here, so... It's definitely more relaxed if you go on vacation and you run a small business, but you do have to understand you're not going to be actively making money necessarily if you just don't do any work. But I guess that's when, you know, passive income comes into play because there are situations where, you know, you can set up a really good situation for yourself where while you're out of town, the video that's getting millions and millions of views is still paying you while you posted that video a month ago. So it depends. That's why I think it's very important to have multiple aspects of your business and you're not just focusing on, okay, I decorate cakes. That's it. That's all I do. If you combine that with growing on social media, with you know, just like a blog site with recipes and you have ads on your website and maybe you branch out from not just doing cakes, but other desserts and other events and other markets and locations and all of that stuff. You can really grow your business to where, yes, you can take a vacation and have passive income, which is my goal. 
that is what I'm looking forward to. And so maybe that con kind of turns into a pro. I don't, maybe that con doesn't even exist if you're doing your business the right way. Once you get to that point, that might not happen for your business the second that you start it, the second that, you know, you create your website and everything that might not happen right away. But eventually that con is just going to go away because then you have passive income. So you can take a two week vacation and not have to work while you're there. That's the goal. So that con is temporary. And when you grow your business, you can switch it to where that con goes away and you have your passive income and you can take your vacations. Okay, moving on. Number four, you can't really rely on a biweekly paycheck. Typically, when you work for another company, you get paid every, do you get paid every week or every two weeks? I don't even remember. I I think it's every two weeks. No. Is I don't know, but you don't get a specific paycheck unless, no, do you? I'm trying to think. I guess if you have brand deals and stuff like that, they do have like a set amount that they are going to pay you to make some content for them throughout each month or something. And then they have like a set value that they're going to offer you and you can either accept or decline, whatever. So in those situations, you can rely on that company sending you the money that was promised in the contract. And after you post all of those sponsored posts and whatever you're doing for them, then you would get paid for that. But if you are looking at it on, you know, business owner and then customer base, you might have 30 orders within the past two weeks, but then the next two weeks you have 15 And then the week after that, you have 10. But then at the end of next month, you have 28. And then it it can kind of go all over the place. So you can't rely on one specific amount that you are going to get every other Tuesday right at midnight. You know, it's not as reliable. And that can definitely be scary. That can definitely cause stress and anxiety and all of that when you don't know exactly where your money is going to be coming from this time next week, this time next month, etc. But another thing when it comes to growing your business, this is another con that can go away once you have gotten your business to the point where, no, you don't know the exact number that you're going to make next month when you combine your customers with the social media, with the ads on your blog site, all of that. Because it's going to keep growing and every month it's going to get, you know, a higher amount, higher amount, higher amount and you are going to see that growth and eventually it's going to be like, okay, no, maybe I'm not making the same amount that I did this month as, you know, I am, I'm going to be making next month or whatever. But with the growth, it doesn't matter because of the word growth. That's exciting, right? Now, Even if your business continues to grow, there are probably going to be months where it's less than the next month or the, you know, like this month might be less than last month. It depends on the season. It depends on what the business is. It depends on your market. If you are selling bathing suits and bikinis, your best months are going to be the summer months versus the winter months, right? But it it really depends 
And that's why another reason you should diversify your income so that during those slower months, when the main part of your business might be slower, you still have all of the other parts of your business that add up to make sure that you are good, to make sure your bases are covered, your bills are paid, all of that. Number five. Yes, this is number five. A lot of people are not going to understand how hard you actually work. You are probably going to have to go through a lot of conversations and just sit there and listen to whatever people are telling you because they don't actually understand what you do. And at some point, it can get kind of frustrating and annoying to continue explaining what you do to people that truly do not understand it. There so, okay, <laughs> I have a doctor that I'll go to like once a year or something. And that doctor for the past, I don't know, two or three years maybe. Now, again, I've only started like officially started my business for one year. So the past like two appointments that I've had, he has asked me, you know, how's life? How's everything going? What's new? Like, How's work? What are you doing for work? All of that. So I explain my business. I explain how much I love it. I explain how well it's going, how it's growing, how I'm just so excited. And, you know, business is great. The second I finish explaining how great business is, he asks me, oh, have you checked out this place? You should really check out this place. They're probably hiring. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll look into it, whatever. And at the end of every appointment, he's literally printed off applications to other people that I can work for. As I just finished explaining that I own my own business, that business is going well, that it's growing, and that I'm happier than I've ever been. And all of a sudden, he's handing me job applications. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you, okay. That's awesome. And like, he's he's a great doctor, right? Absolutely incredible. But I'm like, um, okay, thank you. See you next time. I'll get more applications when I see you again. That's awesome. And I just think that's funny because there really are people that just don't understand it, which makes sense. There are people that think in a very, very technical way. They're very, you know, logical, technical, straight to the point people, whereas I am a more creative and abstract thinker, if that makes sense. I've, (laughs) as I'm trying to explain it, I sound like an idiot, but like I've never been a technical person. I am literally the worst at math. I'm the worst at science. All of that. I am so bad at it, but anything relating to creativity, entrepreneurship, all of that, I am really good at it and I love doing it and it's what I'm passionate about. So if someone else doesn't love doing it, if someone else isn't good at it, if they're not passionate about it, it makes sense that that they won't understand it to the level that you do. But that is a con of running your own business is having to sit through those conversations where you know, leading up to that conversation, you've been so proud of yourself. You have so much confidence in yourself and the business that you're running. And then you have this conversation with someone and they're like, what do you do? Oh, okay, that's cool. Hope it goes well. And you're like, what? Like, 
that was like a knife in the back. Like, thanks. Okay. Anyways, number six on the cons list. It's easy to be hard on yourself if something isn't going right. So if something happens with the business, if you have a really rude customer, if an order falls through and it like blows up in your face or something, if you're getting a lot of hate on social media or whatever, because it's your business and you're the one that's running it and you're the face behind the business, it can be incredibly easy to blame yourself for everything, to say, oh, this happened because of me. These people are acting this way because of me. This person said this because of me. And sometimes that's true, but more often than not, that's just life. It's really got nothing to do with you. You're not doing anything wrong. There are going to be bumps in the road with literally everything. This is not just relating to a small business or a big corporation or business in general. This is just a life lesson. There are going to be bumps in the road. It is not always your fault. Again, sometimes it is your fault. If it is your fault, you need to hold yourself accountable. You can't just pretend everything's fine and dandy and that you've never done anything wrong. If you have, you need to realize that and hold yourself accountable. But if it's one of those surface level things, if people are just being mean, if people are being ridiculous and overreacting completely, you need to understand that is not you. That is not on you. It's not on your business. That is just one of those things that you're going to laugh about come, you know, next week probably when you come off of that, you know, stress that that situation caused you. I've had a couple of those where literally in the moment I am on the verge of tears and then now I can look back on it and be like, oh my God, can you believe what that person did? Like, do you remember the way that I felt? Like, that was so crazy. That was so ridiculous. Like, Uh, If that happens again, absolutely not. And so they're learning experiences. So there's a positive to those bumps in the road, but it is definitely one of the cons of being the business owner is the fact that you are going to probably take it personal to some extent, and that can be hard on you when you're trying to go about your daily life. But you really do need to understand it's not you most of the time. And it's going to be okay. You're going to learn something from it. Life is going to move on. Your business is going to continue to grow. It's going to be okay. And number seven for the cons list, you are going to have longer working hours. So when you work under someone else, say you have a nine to five job, you work Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You clock in right at nine. You clock out right at five. You can go home, make your dinner, go to the gym, watch a movie. 9 a.m. the next morning, that's not very early in my opinion. You can probably go to the gym in the morning if you want to. You can walk your dog. You can have coffee on the couch while you think about what you're going to do for the day at work and all of that stuff. And then you have every single weekend off. So when you run your own business, you, like I said, you can still make your own schedule. You can obviously have your vacations. You can go out with friends, of course, as you should. Take care of your mental health. Please do that. But more often than not, you will probably be working seven days a week to some extent. Maybe Monday through Friday, you're working extra, extra, extra hard. And then come Saturday and Sunday, you're still working. You're still answering some phone calls. You're still, you know, keeping up with your content on social media or whatever it is you do. 
but not to the extent that you were Monday through Friday. But you will probably still be working seven days a week. And as like a little insight, when I have a week full of orders, when I have a big wedding weekend coming up where I have a few different wedding orders that I need to fulfill and deliver and set up and all of that, typically Wednesday through Saturday, my work days are 10 to 12 hours long. And with those 10 to 12 hour days, I am not just sitting there thinking about, you know, what I'm going to say to a client or something. I'm actively working. If I'm not baking or decorating or sourcing ingredients and materials, then I am on the phone. I am answering emails. I am formulating posts for social media to stay up to date with that. I am working on a recipe and publishing blog posts so that, you know, the ad revenue from that is going to continue to diversify my income and all of that. So those days are a heck of a lot longer than they would be if I worked under someone else, depending on the job, depending on the job, I know. Believe me, okay, my boyfriend works his butt off. He works in an office. He works for a company. His hours are absolutely crazy. Everyone in that office works their butt off. They do incredible work. It is, it's crazy to me how much they work. So believe me, I know that there are so many incredibly hard workers that work for other companies and all of that. This isn't just a, oh, I own my own business, so I'm the only one that knows what hard work is. Hell no, absolutely not. I am not saying that at all. But if you work a typical nine to five, which the reason it's typical is because that's, you know, what's most popular, and then you move to running your own business, just know you will have longer working hours. But if you are passionate about the business that you're working on, if you love the work that you're doing, those long hours are not going to matter to you at all. I would much rather work 10 to 12 hour days doing what I do than working an eight-hour shift literally anywhere else because that's my personal preference. That's what I love. This is what I'm passionate about. And again, I would not change it for the world. All right, so those were the seven pros and the seven cons. I don't know if you could tell (laughs) if my voice was getting louder. If I sounded out of breath, it's because I was getting very passionate about what I was talking about and I kind of wasn't breathing. So if my voice got real loud right there. My bad. I'm so sorry. But yeah, those were the seven pros and the seven cons that I have currently experienced that I have noticed in running my small business. Again, these pros and cons can be completely different for you. They are probably drastically different potentially for every business that exists. And if you have noticed anything different on your own side If, you know, if you're running your business, if you are working for someone else, whatever it is you do, if you've noticed different pros and cons, let me know. Because, like I said, that would be fun to talk about. Like, I love talking about this stuff. So, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope I gave you a little insight to kind of the behind the scenes of more technical things of running a small business. And, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. 
I hope that you are having an incredible day, an incredible week. I don't know what next week's episode is going to be about. I want it to be... I. Last week was, let's see, unpopular opinions. I had fun with that. I might do another one that's like, you know, I, I don't know. Some I might do something more along the lines of that. We'll have to see. But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're doing well. And I will see you next week. <laughs>